courage. P-A-R-A-K-A-L-E-O. All right, and I, th I don't know which book y'all are in, but what, let's see here. I think that's on page, dun, 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 dun. probably number 173, something like that, somewhere around in there. Number one was to, to have an exhortative mind, and this means we think positive, edifying thoughts about others as well as ourselves. Amen? So that, that is the mind of Christ, is it not? Jesus looked for and saw the good in people, didn't he? You know, the woman caught in the very act of adultery, they're ready to stone her. What did he say? I didn't come to condemn you. Go and sin no more. So he was constantly exhorting his disciples, encouraging them, building them up. So very important. Number three, the ministry gift of exhortation can be found in Romans 12, 8. I'm sure you all went over that last week, but let's read that uh, scripture there again really quick here if i can get to it here it is he who exhorts to his exhortation so that's kind of a short in the book i'm sure it's it's much more than that on the on the screen there i don't have it pulled up here but it's very you know very important this is probably one of the romans 12 is where they have some of the gifts isn't it yeah of the teachers and the apostles and the prophets and all of that so to have an exhortative mind so important encouraging one another lifting one another up i mean you know the, you know the world is full of trouble you know solomon said life is full of uh of, what is it trouble something along those lines a few full of days of trouble or something like that i know i've preached a sermon many years ago on that so there there is trouble in our world and it, it, you know it, it's a corrupt perverse generation even more so now than even when i was a young man and when you we're a young man or woman. It's, it's even, uh, of course, you know, Timothy, I believe, is right when he said it's going to wax worse and worse and worse and, and worse. So uh, Paul in the book of Timothy. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely we are seeing that, that play out. And uh, I believe an encouraging word can be the word that someone might just need to lift them out of the depths of the despair. Anybody ever exhorted somebody, encouraged somebody, and saw the benefit of it? Amen, amen. It's, uh, again, it's very, very important. So, number four, anyone can learn to be an encourager. You believe that? Amen. I think the Holy Spirit in you makes you uh, uh, want to be that. Now, sometimes, it's, it, we've talked about this before, it's good to have a straight talk with somebody, too. You know, when you see them going in the error of their, you know, the Bible says, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, you know, try to restore them. Talk with them. Do what you can to get them back on track but also encouraging them number five we are not walking in the word quote if our thoughts and words are opposite of what the word says let that soak in a minute we are not quote walking in the word if our thoughts and words are opposite anybody ever seen someone that had religion right they were not operating or walking in, in, in the in the spirit they were walking in the flesh and being very condemning, right? And so it's very, very important, I think, that we watch as Christians our thoughts and words because we are representing Jesus, amen? So we, we have his mind, we have his, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. 
So we, a fifth thing we must do, this is number five. We've kind of hurried through the exhortative mind. Number, the fifth thing is develop, develop a thankful mind. Does it take development? And God has really been working on me on this. You know, here lately I, uh, uh, I had heat exposure several years ago, and I get out and get to work, and I get so frustrated because I can only do a little bit, and then I, like, have to quit. And I'm like, you know, I'm complaining, you know. Actually, let's tell it like it is. And complaining, and she talks about this. You probably, y'all probably talked about that last week. Complaining gets you nowhere, does it? Complain and remain. Praise and be raised. So uh, Hebrews 13, 15, and this was one of the scriptures I know that they had in the book, and I love this, something about praising continually. Is that what it says? Let's see here. I've had that pulled up here, and I know there's one in Psalms 34. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice. Does it take that? Me, instead of complaining about how I feel, it may be a sacrifice for me to go, God, I feel, and I've started it today, actually, having some little uh, problems here going on with my health, and I just start praising, praising God. Anybody ever had a heart palpitate before? And the enemy's been trying to kind of uh, trouble me some with that. And I'm like, you know, I've been drinking too much coffee, <laughs> probably is what it, what it really is. Caffeine is not, you know, too much of it, and, and it's not that I drink a lot of it, but it can cause heart palpable, but the enemy wants, because you feel it go, you're like, oh my goodness, what is, what's going on here, you know, and somebody said, oh yeah, that could be AFib, that could be this, that could be, of course, we got a nurse in here, she probably knows more about it than, than I do, but I just started praising God, I said, heart, you working right today, you're going to get in line, you're going to get in rhythm, here we are, amen, praise God, hallelujah, so anyway, just going to quit complaining about it. And start praising about it. Uh, Psalms 34.1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, and that's what we just sang, right? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. If the mouth is praising, it can't be complaining. Yeah, amen? <laughs> so, amen. Uh, I think Sunday night, I was, uh, John was preaching something up here, and I said, something about people in the church or something i said a, a, a mule that's pulling don't have time to kick <laughs> right i mean it's the same way with with praise amen you just you just praise and, and then the the complaining will cease and desist amen we just keep praising the lord so number seven many doors are open to the enemy through complaining i believe that through complaining Number eight, complaining in thought or word is a death principle, but being thankful and saying so is a life principle. What's that scripture? I don't know the exact uh, street address, but the power of life and death are in the tongue. Amen? Praise God. So, very important. I had rather sacrifice, and it does sometimes take sacrifice, you have to get your you have to kick yourself in the seat of your pants. I'd rather sacrifice my thanksgiving to God than sacrifice my joy to Satan. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you remember David? I just thought of this. I may. Sunday morning, I was in my office. Actually, thought about this when they were bringing the Ark of God back. Remember, he fought Goliath, and Saul gave him his daughter Michelle or Michael, M I C H A L, however you pronounce that, Michael, I guess. Uh, and she, you know, he was excited about it. She, he was out there just cutting down. Now, I mean, getting loose, and I guess maybe his undergarments kind of showed. A little bit and she jumped on to him didn't she she saw him praising and jumped in his stuff and said you know all the handmaidens and stuff watching you out there acting like that and cutting up he said I'll, I'll get more radical <laughs> I like it don't you I think that's in uh, Sam, 1 Samuel 6 or maybe 2 Samuel 6 but he said I'll, I'll even be more uh, Sheila has a song they sing called Undignified right what, how does that go Than this, yeah, I love that. I'll, uh, yeah, hallelujah. I love it. I love it. You know, forget about what people think. You know, just you walk around praising God. It's contagious, is it not? In your home, in your marriage, in your business, it just it it creates an environment, doesn't it? This is not the only place to praise God. Amen. Church, come on. This is not the only. Place. We can do it by ourselves. We can do it. And David said that. So I don't care what you think about me. Or she, she perceived it the wrong way, didn't she? She said, you're just out there showing off in front of those young handmaidens. He said, no, I'm cutting loose. I'm giving it to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to let my hair down. Amen. And just give praise to God. Sorry to stop and preach here, but I think we need it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, I'm really not sorry either. <laughs> uh, okay. Praise God. Anyway, he said, I'd rather sacrifice my thanksgiving to God than sacrifice my joy to Satan. Does he want to steal your joy? Every day. Every day. Just uh, Terry and I were talking today. You listen to the news media. You listen to all that junk. Your joy is gone in no time. Zip. Just, yeah. Demonic. Amen. Number 10. Expressing appreciation is not only good for the other person. But it's also good for us because it releases joy in us. Don't you love to let somebody know how much you appreciate their ministry? Amen. They're doing something and got our children, pastors back here and our youth pastors working and Bev back here. Just let them know sometimes, John and Teddy and different ones. Sometimes we only see the ones, you know, up here. And we, we, we have, I believe, some of the, the best musicians around. And I'm sure you're quick to... To, to realize that and to thank them but just expressing that appreciation it not only blesses them he says she says here but it blesses you too because you've uh, been exhortative you've been encouraging and thankful and appreciative number 11 and we'll get into number 12 Ephesians 5 18 through 20 gives us good instructions on how to stay filled with the spirit let me see if I can find that here is that in the yeah there it is do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord at all times and for everything. Give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Love that, don't you? 
So that's number 11. We are, that's number 5, and we're going to get into number 6 tonight. Be word-minded. How many love the word? Is it good for you? Does it delight you? David said, I've tasted of it, and it's better than honeycomb, right? Praise God. We have so many young men and women in ministry here that, that come every other Tuesday night just to be taught the Word of God. And I see them growing, growing, growing. Amen? Because the Word of God is settling and getting rooted and planted in their spirit. And when the, when the end times do come and, and they're upon us, that Word... That word is going to be a lamp unto their feet. It's going to be a light to their pathway, as David said. You know, I've been young, and, and now I'm, I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread because they got the word of God planted in their heart. It's, it's very urgent, amen, to be word-minded. So she starts here with, uh, I believe it is on page number 176. We'll dive in here. It's kind of a rebuke here. Uh, that, that's going forth. Jesus was kind of chastising them a little bit for, for something here. In John 5, 38, uh, if we can get that up there. I don't know if Bev, is she back there? I can't see. There she is. Hi, Bev. <laughs> She's hiding. There's her hand. Okay. We appreciate you, Bev. <laughs> Amen. You have not his word, his thoughts living in your hearts because you do not believe and adhere to and trust and rely on him who is, whom he has sent. That is why you do not keep his message living in you because you do not believe in the messenger whom he has sent. What a rebuke, amen? He's letting them know you have not received and welcomed the Messiah, the Savior here, so you don't have his, his word living in your heart. She says, God's word is his thoughts written down on paper. He anointed holy men of old, didn't he? And they recorded these words that are still blessing and challenging and uplifting us up today. How many of you just, just love to get into the Word and, and find a gold nugget? Amen? Sometimes I'll find a nugget and I'll feast on it for, it's like a ribeye. I'll just, I'll feast on it for, for days. Amen? Just that, uh, uh, that, yeah, there you go. That I touched on it Sunday, but that line in verse 40 of Acts 2, save yourself from this corrupt generation. That has just been bursting in my spirit the last few days. So he's got his words written down on paper for our study and our consideration. She jumps on over here uh, and, and begins talking about meditating. Does everybody understand what meditating is? It's kind of... You know, uh, I, I know one person talks about it's kind of to murmur or mutter. It's to get something in your spirit and just dwell on it, isn't it? And she gives here, I think, was it Vines? I actually had one of those years ago. I may still have it. A Vines Expository Dictionary defines uh, two Greek words translated meditate as to care for, to attend to, practice, to be diligent in, to practice is the prevalent sense of the word to ponder, to imagine, to premeditate. It's mulling it, isn't it? Over and chew the cud. There you go. Amen. And, and all of you as preachers, all the preachers out there, you know what it's about to, to get a word in your 
spirit and you just mutter it and you you meditate on it and you think on it and and then you you know you sometimes you're, you've already gone to bed and and you're still thinking about it and he gives you some more revelation on it and it's very important right then to i've lost some good stuff before by not getting up and writing it down or of course nowadays with 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 these iphones you know you can you can put it in your reminders or or whatever i've got there and i have too that is good i've even done that yeah i want to here, here, let's see here in fact i think i muttered something in here uh yeah the deal i wrote a reminder says worship with abandonment david worshiping before the lord i will get louder that's where that came from 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 sunday you know i, I stuck it like she said in my in my phone here just a reminder about about that so again use whatever you whatever you need to but meditate on it meditate on it. we're going to look at some scriptures here that that talk about that so number one the six things we must do if we have the mind of christ or to have the mind of christ is be word minded i can't emphasize that enough god's word is his thoughts written down on paper for our study and consideration and uh and we're about to get to number three here right now meditating on the word of god will minister life to you and ultimately to those around you you'll be so full of it amen say i'm full of it <laughs> i'm full of it hallelujah told y'all sunday to get your acts together right and so here we are we're going to get get full full of the word and full of acts hallelujah so she uh uh, goes on here a little bit talks about uh, the principle of meditations comes meditation comes straight out of the word of God let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about it so Joshua 1 8 uh, little Sadie every time I get close to this I think of that was her very first Joshua 1 9 be strong and brave for the Lord that's God or was it is that what it says for I, that's the Lord. <laughs> Everywhere you go. Sheila had her doing that when she was two years old. Yeah, that's awesome. So she only mentions Joshua 1 8 in here, but I want to read verse 9 too. I think I did. I give both of those to you, Ben? 1 8 and 9? Okay. Pretty sure that's the one where I wanted the verse following two. But anyway, let's read 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then, everybody say then, you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. I sent that to you this morning, didn't I, Brother Bob, if I remember right, that I was studying this morning. He, he sends me a scripture sometimes and a song of a morning to, again, an encourager right back here. Yes. Last week he went down to Texas to encourage another preacher friend of his. So it's, it's, it blesses me. Amen. So he sent me one, and I, was, I had just read this. I said, here we go. I'm going to send that to my, to my brother. So we want to meditate. But he said, Verse 9, I have not, I command you, be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
Oh, people, come on. Let's get that in our spirit. God is with me. God is for me. Nothing the enemy can throw at me can stop me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Word-minded. Get in the Word. He said meditate on it. How long? Day and night. You make, wake up in the middle of the, of the night and you can't sleep and you go in there to get you some crackers and cheese. Just try meditating on the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Just get into the Word and the what? Word gets into you. Hallelujah. So number three, meditating on the Word of God will minister life to you and ultimately to those around you. Number four, Joshua 1.8 tells us to meditate on the Word day and night. If we do, what will happen? Your way will be prosperous and you will have good success. That is the only place in the Bible, if I remember correctly, you'll find the word success. But he definitely used it right there. And, and what is success? Huh? Exactly. To a politician, it's your vote, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, to uh, you know, and I, and I think I preached a sermon on this a long time ago. To a to an alcoholic, it's a bottle in each pocket, right? But that's not really success, is it? Success. There you go. healed me of years of depression was meditating on the word just meditating on I just so much scripture in there day and night meditating and also being thankful just like every day when I take a shower I praise God that I can even take a shower I love my showers <laughs> exactly I'm Terry yeah In the shower, it really is. I get sermons in the shower. It's crazy. Yeah, just the presence of God. I don't know if it's... Yeah, 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 get that picture. I don't know if it's the cleansing of the body and the cleansing of the mind or what, but yeah, it's amazing. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my time, me time, you know, and... So, yeah, very good. My, my dog, I've got a dog named Buddy, and uh, here lately, the, just the last month or so, I've gotten to where when I eat breakfast, you know, uh, I've got my egg and my, my turkey bacon or whatever and some uh, gran granular stuff, what is it, great grains or a biscuit or something, and I, before I start eating, I'll go, I'll just raise my hand and begin thanking him for certain. That dog kind of looks at me like, well, this is a new this is a new tech, technique here, you know. And uh, I'll just say, thank you, Lord, for this biscuit. Thank you for this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. That's right. I've, I've got a picture of him actually. I have a picture of him actually praying with me on the bed. You know, when I'm kneeling at the bed, he will sometimes, he will, he will jump up on the side of the bed there and just kind of lay his paw up on the on the on the bed and uh, so anyway all right we got to get back here to the to where we're at but uh 
Joshua 1.8, we looked at that. Uh, let's go on over here to uh, uh, make sure I'm getting all of these scriptures. Joshua 1.8. Yes, Psalms. I love this portion of scripture. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. I memorized this many years ago, and someone quoted it just recently here in this. It was Pam. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Well, it's got it different here. It's nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desires are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. That's the happy man. I call it the happy man in Psalms 1, the blessed man. You know, the Amplified takes the word happy and says blessed, highly favored. I don't remember several little adjectives that describe the happy man in Psalms 1. He's the one, amen, that meditating on the Word of God. He's not worried about any finances. He's not worried about any kids. He's not worried about, he's cast all of his cares upon him for he cares for you. And he's just meditating on the Lord, isn't he? And man, he's like a tree. A tree to me has deep roots, right? That's a, that's a symbol of, of being strong, amen, in the Lord, having deep, deep roots. He just, he's thinking on the, the Word of God. So he tells us, number five, he tells us, those who meditate on the Word will be like a tree that brings forth fruit in its season, and everything that we do will prosper. I must meditate more, amen? I must meditate more on the Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, meditate and be healed. Did we get Proverbs 4? Here it is. I don't think it's on the hand. Let's go to Proverbs 4, uh, verse 20. My son, attend to my words, incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them. There it is, and health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Man, just speak healing into your body. Started to sing that song uh, tonight. I had it laid out earlier and was, was running through it a little bit. Healing is here, and I receive it. That was the song when I had COVID. Every day, I walked around the house singing that song. The symptoms would try to appear. I'd start singing, healing is here. And I receive it. I lift my hands to the heavens. Yeah, just wow. My eyes where my help comes from. So it's, uh, uh, it works. Amen. It's powerful. It's, it's worked plumb back to when it was written here. So they are life, they're healing, and they're health to all their flesh. So continue to speak healing and health into your body. Uh, what does she say? The words of the Lord are a source of health and healing. Hmm? Oh, 
Beth, look at you, look at you. She slipped up on me, me and my buddy. Yeah, yeah, he was nudging me with his cold nose, probably saying, you've prayed long enough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> time, to, time to get off. That made my day. Hallelujah. Me and my man's best friend, right? Amen. He's, he's a blessing. Uh, all right. <laughs> Back here. Uh, Mark 4, 24. I really like this. I like this scripture. Uh, very powerful. And let, we'll take it. We'll read it slow so it'll soak in. And he said to them, be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Wow. Profound. Amen. So profound. What are you listening to? What is speaking to you? Is it the word of God? Are you word-minded? Is it the mind of Christ? So the the very measure that you give to the truth you hear. There's a lot of untruths being spoken. And we, we the Bible says to try the spirits. To see if they even be of God. And, and there's a lot of them out there that get a big red X. I don't even, I can look at the headline anymore. I don't even read the stuff, the junk. Because I know what, I know where they're going with it. You know. Don't, don't care to waste my time of a morning. I spend about three minutes looking at the headlines, and I already know what was, you know, what pops up on MS in all the headlines and what's going on in the, the world. I don't give them the satisfaction of clicking on it because I've got to get my mind into my daily devotion, get into my prayer time, and I, I just don't want to waste my time. Amen? So very, very important. The measure that you put into it will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Hallelujah. Is it important to, to meditate on the Word of God? All right. Number six, Mark 4, 24 reminds us that the more time we put into studying the Word, the more good we will get out of it. Oh, world, hear me today. World, hear me. Man. The, the pull of the world. People listen so much to it instead of listening to the Word of God. You know, we preach here from the pulpit on Sunday, you know, about getting into the Word, study to show you, training your children up, and yet so many still do not do it. You do it because you're here tonight. You're hungry for the Word. But there's a lot of people that walk in those doors, and I've done the, the, the church thing today, and they walk back out, and, it's, and it breaks your heart as a preacher. Amen. It breaks your heart that, you know, they come in. And, 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 and I know that there's times when I can't see everything that's going on in a person's heart. The Holy Spirit doesn't necessarily reveal that unto me. But, uh, you know, when, when we come in this place, amen, we need to be attentive and ready to listen, ready to hear, ready. I'm here for a reason. Amen. This is not to, to talk to John about you know, the lawnmower or whatever, amen, this, when church, when it's time to, and I love fellowship as much as anybody, but when we're in here, this, this is the time to, to get the word of God, because we're going to be 
needing it. We're going to be needing the Word of God. So very, very important. We must not only hear and think on the Word, but we must also be doers of the Word if we want God's riches, richest blessings. James 1, let's read that. I think in the book she only had the one, one uh, verse here on that, didn't she? Yeah. Okay. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted, that's a big word, implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. Hallelujah. 22. But be doers of the word. Obey the message. And not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror where he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. I just preached on that not too long ago. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys he shall be blessed in his doing and in his life of obedience wow say i'm a doer of the word hallelujah the word exposes doesn't it it illuminates it searches thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my pathway hallelujah and I think we script over a scripture here uh, in the book. I kind of, uh, there was another one here along with Mark 4.24. There was also Mark 4.22. It says, things are hidden temporarily only as a means to revelation. For there is nothing hidden except to be revealed. Nor is anything temporarily kept secret except in order. Excuse me. <laughs> I almost had the urge to sneeze right in the middle of my statement there excuse me uh, nor is anything temporarily kept secret except in order that it may be made known will the Holy Spirit reveal the hidden mysterious things wow of God yes he will yes he will and he'll reveal them oh it's just a preachers no no you 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 meditate on the word. You get into the word. This scripture is so important. He will reveal things into your spirit. Praise God. If your mind is taking you, number nine, in the wrong direction, then make a decision to get it back on the word. Does it start there? Can I control my mind? We've talked about this several times, haven't we? Thinking about what you're thinking about. That's good. You remember. Hallelujah. Start thinking about what you're thinking about. I can change my thoughts. I have that power by the Holy Spirit. I have the mind of Christ. Amen. Praise God. And there it is at the very bottom. We'll, we'll get to it in just a second. But I put the, did you notice how big of letters I put that in? Let's say it. I have 
the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. He fills my mind, amen, with good thoughts and good things, and hallelujah. So let's grab number 10, and then I've got a couple more scriptures here. I don't think that are in the, the book that I want to go back and hit you with. To, uh, number 10, 2 Timothy 2.15 reminds us that consistent and diligent study of God's Word is vital to our spiritual growth as a believer. As a baby needs milk, I need the Word. Amen. It's nourishment. It is nourishment to me. And here it is. Study, be eager, do your utmost to present yourself to God approved Tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. A workman, amen, that needs not be ashamed. I wanted to, to read here at the end. We started with this towards the front of the, the book. It's, you know, Paul wrote about it, Philippians 4, 8. You know, if we have the mind of Christ, Paul says we're going to be thinking on these things. Philippians 4 8 says this uh, think on whatever is true whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly whatever is just whatever is pure, lovely and lovable. Whatever is kind and winsome and gracious if there's any virtue and excellent if there's any worthy of praise think on weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. And we, we, we all know that one, but let's look what number nine says here. We sometimes forget about it. Practice what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. And here it is. Model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. You do verse 8. I want to bless you with verse number 9. Amen. The God of peace. How many like peace? Amen. Me too. Hallelujah. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, isn't he? Hallelujah. And then the, the scripture that uh, I think I've got it here. At the, I don't think I put it on the overhead, but I know it was in this series at some point. 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. Amen? When the enemy, is the enemy warring against minds? Filling them with junk, perverse and corrupt and terrible and, and unholy and unseemly uh, things. Just filling people's minds with all of this. If we've ever taken control and stop the battle that's raging in our mind. I believe it's now. Amen. This book, you know, the subtitle is Winning. It's not just the battlefield of the mind, but it's winning the battle. How many have been blessed by this series? Amen. Yeah, praise God. I know several of you have, have told me that you have uh, really reaped uh, some great things from this. Towards the end of this book, uh, she says, well, she goes through... And this might be something for someone that, that uh, you know, if you're reading some of these, it's called Wilderness Mentalities. My future is determined by my past and by my present. Just some stuff that 
someone do it for me. I don't want to take the responsibility. We're not going to take the time to run through those, but please make everything easy. I can't take it if things are too hard. If there's one of these subtitles maybe that you've been struggling with and that thought has run through your mind, uh, I can't help it. I'm just addicted to grumbling, fault-finding, and complaining. <laughs> but uh, read through theirs. It's kind of a an add-on to some of the stuff that we had in the first part of this book. So uh, I just want to say this tonight in closing, you know, on this series. Uh, you are what you think. You become what you think. It's important to renew our, our mind, I believe, in the Holy Spirit every day and in the Word of God. Praise God. How you perceive yourself sets the ceiling for what God can do with you and in you. Your perception of who you are. And we preach a lot here about we're more than conquerors. You're champions of the, of the faith. And, and I don't do that just to be uh, uh, smooth-tongued. I'll put it that way. I speak that as a pastor into your life and into your families. Amen? So it's very important how we, our perception of who we are. I know how God sees me. Amen? I am blessed. I am highly favored. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a lot of mighty men and women here in this place. Amen? Amen. Look around you. I see, I see them everywhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, any comments or questions? Uh, we're going to start a series, and John, John kind of came to me with this book, and uh, we'll be kicking it off uh, perhaps as soon as uh, next week. If not, it may be the week following. I'm still kind of praying about it, but he's getting some study guides together on it. Tell them a little bit about it and uh, the name of it and all of that, John. The joy of a word-filled family, right? Hmm? Okay, yeah, here we go. Tell us. She wants to get you on the podcast. So it's basically a book that breaks it down in four parts. So it's, it's word in your, in, your, in your life, it's word in your family, it's word in your children, and it's word in business and other things, other aspects of life. So it's putting the word in every part of your life. So we're going to try to break it down into four parts, and I'm working on making study guides for each part. So we can do a question and answer. And then Pastor will probably, we're going to tag team. So, yes. He's going to be the one in charge of it, but it's going to be awesome. Amen? I love it, love it, love it. Praise God. Let's stand together. Number seven. You. Oh, yeah, I never did discuss that. You will be amazed at how much power will be released into your life from meditating on the Word. Is that true? How much power? Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Brother Terry, you want to pray over us tonight? Absolutely. Father, we thank you for this Word tonight. We receive it by faith, Lord. We grab a hold of it. We take it with us. And we just thank you for your living word, that implanted word that is able to save our souls, renew our thinking, and show us exactly who we are in Christ, that we may have victory over the constant battles in our mind. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.